Shut up, I love it. For a moment like this, some people wait a lifetime for a movie like this. Shut up, I love it. I am Joe Cabello. I've been waiting my whole life for a moment like this. What about you, my co-host? Yes, I have been waiting for a moment like this to hear you sing that song for the okay. second time in the <laughs> Shut Up, I Love It I'm, history. I'm very, uh, you know, I have a lot of ideas. Uh, but this I, song, but this song does stick, you know, it does stick and it does come up. So that's Natch. It's very Natch of you to bring it back. I think you are Joe Cabello, right? I think so. Yeah. And I'm Sasha Filer. And this is Shut Up, I Love It. And it's a podcast when we invite a special guest, a returning guest, once a co-host for a moment like that. Insane. Insane. To talk about something underrated, underappreciated, misunderstood. Joining us today. He is a grateful storyteller and reality TV producer who most recently worked on season 19 of Project Runway. Welcome, Gabe Mountain. Hello. Hi. How are you all? Oh, we're so good. We're just so happy to see your face. We just love your face. So we're happy here. I'm glad to be here. I I rarely titter at age 40, and I'm pretty (laughs) close to tittering to get to talk about uh, this movie. I'm pretty excited. I am too. (laughs) What is this movie? What is this that we've been teasing the audience? Um, This is the cinematic masterpiece, uh, 2003's um, From Justin to Kelly. Mm Mm-hmm. And for a while, I thought it was Justin Timberlake, like not having not <laughs> oh, seen it, you know, because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And then it was like a surprise when I finally saw it. And it was a different Justin. So who is this Justin, Gabe? Would you tell us? Uh, this is Justin Guarini. And you know what? Uh, Justin Timberlake and Justin Guarini of this era, if you squinted or were far away from them <laughs> with their hair, they have a similar silhouette. Um, Justin Guarini was the runner up to... Uh, um, American Idol, which premiered in 2002, and uh, Kelly Clarkson was, of course, the first winner. Uh, you may have heard her name since mm. then. Probably not <laughs> as much Justin Guarini's, uh, but that's all right. We still love you, Justin. Um, still and... a star. You can't take away someone's star. Or that hair. I mean, it's <laughs> just hair is both, are, uh, both are forces to be reckoned with, for sure. I'm going to just put it out there. He's very cute in the movie. He's cute. Yeah, he's uh, he is adorable. I mean, like they're, you know, especially now being older and looking back at this movie, it's just like it's so innocent. I mean, if you don't think about what's behind the movie and why it was made and stuff, if you just look at (laughs) the performances and the kids and, you know, spring break, it's all very Mm, PG, very PG. Um, Joe, have you heard of this film before prior to the knowledge that you possessed totally. a couple days ago? I, totally. I have. I never saw it, though, but I was. Uh, I watched that first season of American Idol. Um, watched a lot of seasons of American Idol throughout the years, but I remember that first one. Oh, we know. Even <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that first season, it wasn't as big as it is, or it would even be uh, several years after its start. Uh, so it's kind of weird thinking what uh, period it was in or like i don't know what how much people trusted it right versus Mm -hmm. like maybe Mm -hmm. five years in an american idol movie what that looks like versus that first year what that would look like 
And uh, yeah, just totally different show. I did not want to watch this movie at all (laughs) (laughs) and never did. And then, of course, it's Reputation. Right. uh, As people have called it, the worst movie ever made. Mm. Um, Spoiler, I don't agree with that assessment at the very (laughs) least. Um, But yeah, I've never seen it until our little uh, homework here. And I've never heard of it. I, I I had never heard of it until I I saw it for this podcast. And Gabe, how many times have you seen it? There were, did you see it in the theaters? Apparently, it was in the theaters for the shortest amount of time, like a record. <laughs> it was. It was. It is. It is a very well known movie, but not for the reasons that the creators would like it to be known for. I'm sure. Um, uh, I did not see it in the theaters. I um, was dating someone a few years ago, and he was like, "Have you seen this movie?" And I said, no. And he said, well, you have to get stoned to watch it. You should not watch it sober. <laughs> and so we did. And I thought it was just incredible. Um, mm, it's- so that's the secret to... Joe, were you stoned when you saw this movie? I was. Oh, wow. All right. So just establishing some patterns here, <laughs> some behavioral patterns that may or may not affect the ratings, which we're all building up to. Don't worry. It's still far away. <laughs> Um, uh, Gabe, what is the premise of the said cinema masterpiece? Um, Well, okay, so 2003 is when this came out, um, which is the year after American Idol premiered. And And two years after 9-11. I'm just putting it out there. Right, right. And so I think that in terms of this show... You know, that was a, it was a groundbreaking show. Um, and who doesn't like the idea of someone coming from obscurity to having their wildest dream fulfilled after showcasing themselves and being vulnerable to a panel of judges who are superstars. Um, and um, so the the premise of, of the movie, which Justin and Kelly were both contractually obligated to do. Yes, when you say <laughs> the dream, their dream. I'm Sounds like the chagrin so sure. of Kelly Clarkson, at least. Right. I, yeah. I think winning American Idol was her dream, but she definitely did not want to do this movie. She definitely talked to lawyers. I've read that she talked to lawyers to try to get out of this movie um, and um, uh, fought for Miss Independent, her first single to be released before this movie because Mm. she thought that it would have such a detrimental effect on her career. And she credits that fight to get that single released to saving her career. She thought that otherwise this movie would have killed her career. So um, I haven't answered your question. I'm sorry, but the- No, it's okay. Cause this is more important information than anything (laughs) I ever asked. (laughs) So the the premise of this movie is that um, Kelly is playing a character named Kelly. Um, and she is a waitress and she has aspirations of being a singer, question mark, dancer. Um, and, um, her two (laughs) friends, Kaya and Alexa, um, kind of guilt trip her, kind of rope her into going down to Florida for spring break. And there, uh, they meet this Pennsylvania posse. Uh, which is made up of Justin Guarini, who's creatively named Justin, um, <laughs> and um, Brandon and Eddie. Um, and these three guys are also college students. I'm inferring it's not set up in the movie, but um, they they have a party promoting company. And they are at spring break to make money, to make parties happen, and to meet some girls. Um, and then, uh, you know, in the very PG way, everything, everything is very PG. Yes. Mm -hmm. This movie, like 
if it doesn't disgust you, we'll give you a toothache. It is so sweet and innocent. Like there is no date rape in this movie. There is no, <laughs> there is no sex. It is very, it is very um, family friendly. It's just not friendly for your eyes or ears. Um, <laughs> and, oh yeah. Um, uh, what camera was it shot on? You're like, <laughs> right. oh my gosh, the made-for-TV movie camera. I guess. Right. Um, and basically it's a love story of, uh, you know, Kelly and Justin falling in love is the, the big story and um, the trials and tribulations that are largely provided by um, <laughs> Kelly's own friend, Alexa, um, who, you know, tries to thwart their romance. But as we all know, true love cannot be stopped and it will not be stopped. Mm. Um, and so that's the, the basic premise of the movie is they're in spring break Kelly learns to loosen up. Justin, who's supposedly a party boy, you know, falls in love with Kelly. Um, and that is the big romance of the film. And there's also some lesson learning for uh, the evil Alexa. And there's also, of course, the B story romance, which we can't forget between Carlos and uh, Kaya. The princess mm. and the pauper. Yes, yes, which is like, it's totally, it's just a very cliche love story, you know, very Greece, very, you know, like I'm, you know, from a different world than you and we can make it work and, you know. He's um, like, I'm 40, you're 16, <laughs> this can't work. Did they ever discuss the fact that he's twice her age or that was not? Mm -hmm. Nope, that, no, that was, no. that was not. I think that that would have been a, a hard sell for this movie <laughs> to which, take on. Which, no offense to anybody who's in the serving industry older, but I think just as far as optics in a movie of, you know, I'm a 45-year-old uh, busboy, and I right. want to date you, 16-year-old yeah. girl, then the movie optics are a little weird there. There's somewhere like um, a thriller, a universe where like a thriller TV show is about that relationship, like <laughs> where... Maybe erotic thriller. We don't know. <laughs> we love a good erotic thriller here. We do. This is not that. Um, uh, but it's the opposite because the numbers, like, there's a lot of dance numbers. I mean, there's not a lot actually. Well, I should say. I should, there's there's a lot right of walk-in sings. I think is what you mean, <laughs> Joe. It's what, what, very what, hard what to dance mean? in sand. <laughs> I don't know how often you dance in sand, but it's very hard. Uh, well, okay. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, there's a few, but they're not so many musical numbers as I would expect to be in the musical. Right. They they movie. they happen infrequently enough that you could for, you could be forgiven for forgetting <laughs> that this is supposed to be like a beach musical comedy loosely based on American Idol, and you know you start to get into as much plot as there is. Um, and then like there'll be a dance number and every time that I saw every time that they started singing I was surprised I was like oh I was right oh right we're surprised. doing this you don't realize was... what's happening you're like they're singing for about 20 seconds and you're like okay oh, you were really high this. you were really yeah. high okay no to me it was more a moment of like like I think they're on the boat or like a gondola or something mm -hmm. Justin and Kelly and then like they're just having a conversation and there's like a 10 minute pause, sorry, 10 second pause. And the 10 second pause, there's just a cut between the two of them and like literally nothing else happening. And I was like, what is happening? Like what? And then he starts singing. I was like, oh, wow, that was pretty awkward. But I see what they're doing. I forgot. I forgot. This is a musical. Yes. Yeah, it, it is. And I mean, it's I, I like to in, in looking back at this movie, I also looked at the time when it was coming, when it came out, you know, and um 
I mean, it was the year that Arnold Schwarzenegger was elected governor of California, which is a thing that I forgot happened with everything else that's going on now. Um, it was the last flight of the uh, Concorde jet. Um, and it was the year that President George W. Bush on the aircraft car carrier USS Abraham Lincoln announced that the uh, major combat in Iraq was over, you know, with that famous mission accomplished banner. And of course, that war would go on and on and on for years. Um, so, so I like to think that it was an innocent, a more innocent time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not really a ta time capsule in that sense. It's it's like the reversal of it. It's, right. it's not capturing anything. Yeah. But you were a young lad when you saw it. And you said you saw it in the theaters, right? No, no, I didn't see it in the theaters. I didn't see okay. it. I didn't see it until later. I was aware when it came out. Um, and I, I was watching American Idol um, and, and followed her uh, being Kelly Clarkson. Um, and her win and everything, um, but uh, this movie wasn't really on my radar until until later. Um, and um, I'm I'm obviously at this point not here to argue that it's a great movie. I'm just <laughs> here to argue that it is uh, a very can be a very enjoyable watch. And there's things that I really like about it. Um, uh, I found what was interesting is how much it's like. I just watched West Side Story not too long ago. Did you guys see the newest West Side Story? No, but I'm sure this is, this is the same caliber as well, the new one. Well, that's the thing. You realize, like, it's such a skill to be able to sing, dance, do choreography, and act all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's very obvious that this movie said, okay, we understand that Kelly and Justin, <laughs> you, are, you, you have never done this. You just won a competition where we plucked you out of high school or college like so we're just gonna have you do as bare bones as possible there's literally one number where they're just shoving through a party singing <laughs> <laughs> it's three minutes of them just snaking through people in a party shoulder bumping people and you're like okay if this was like i don't know what musical theater actor or actress they might be doing something, but I could understand that's a lot for somebody who's not trained in that and who doesn't want to be there. So and it's, it's challenging so funny. for filmmakers because then they cannot allow anyone else, God forbid, to be good. Either. Yeah, yeah, they're the bar. Right? They're the two yeah. high actors, highest actors on there. Yeah, and I thought that um, you know Kaya, uh, she has such a, a legitimately strong voice, and you know is it seemed to be more trained and have you know there was have better acting skills and stuff it was just I, I felt for kelly and justin um you know and i actually i do admire the fact that i while they don't have you know red hot chemistry by any stretch of the imagination in watching it it doesn't their reluctance to be in the film um or at least kelly's like didn't really show to me at least you know she's kind of no. she's there <laughs> she's doing it you know yeah yeah, she does. She does. She doesn't seem like she's slacking for sure. It, it's just strange how the movie opens with her giving a performance, mm -hmm. and then that was their key. They could have just had a movie where all the, her musical performances are actual performances, mm -hmm. and then you wouldn't have to worry about that whole like, okay, you're on a boat, so you should be maybe moving or doing something interesting. It's like, okay, no, singers do just stand there or walk. So I'm yeah. just like, you guys had it there. You had the opportunity to be able to play 
your strengths and make it make sense. But you just said, no, she's never going to perform again in the movie. <laughs> like yeah. in her comfort zone. In like any, whatever. like in the performing yeah. way. like Which is her strength. Yeah. Right, right. Well, and, and that song kind of, that song that she does at the opening of the movie kind of has to do the heavy lifting of being her background because as maybe as part of being a simpler time in 2002, 2003, like the people who made this film were not super invested in creating a backstory or developing characters. So you kind of get thrown into these moments of you're like, oh, she's a waitress. Oh, she must have aspirations to be singer dancer. Oh, they're going to Florida. These are her friends. Oh, you know, like there's just like, oh, I guess the Pennsylvania Posse has a company that must mean they're in college. You know, there's all these, there's, it, it cracked me up because there's these surprises throughout and you're kind of left to figure out what's happening and where we're going and the backstory for yourself. It does feel like a sequel, like a sequel to an existing movie. <laughs> or like mm-hmm. a TV we're, we're, show, no. like a sequel yeah. to a TV mm-hmm. show is what it kind of oh, feels yeah, like. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And and uh, what was the state of reality television in the year that it came out, Gabe? Like, what was... Um, I mean, it was, it, was, it was on the newer side. I mean, you know, uh, what was... Let's see. Um, what's that MTV show? Uh, um, not Real Life. Um, True Life. Not, it's, it was before True Life. What's the one where they all live in a house together? Why can't oh, I think Real of? World. Real World. Um, you know, that was, that was, that existed and stuff. But I think that a lot of reality TV was still just it, kind of in its younger years. Um, it was definitely before Rock of Love and Flavor of Love, two of my favorite all-time reality shows. Yeah, because um, there, there was that period that this is preceding, but it's that period where reality shows were becoming parodies of themselves. Mm-hmm. Where, like, even in a comedy movie, what you could write as, like, what would be a reality show, reality was topping and making, like, you know, you had Fear Factor, like, we're going to drink horse cum. And then you, have, <laughs> you start to have these, like, Classic. really crazy VH1 reality shows. So, yeah, I think that that was still in its, like, very innocent phase. I feel like you just uh, changed our rating of this episode by horse cum. Like it was, it was PG. <laughs> no, we're allowed one that. horse cum, and, uh, <laughs> and we're good. Uh, yeah. So, so reality. So basically, do you think? Do you think Gabe and Joe that the the fact that this movie didn't do well, it was such a flop, is what stopped all this, all these like reality TV shows from making movies about their stuff. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's a good that's a good question. I mean, this movie cost twelve million dollars, and it took in a whopping four point nine million dollars. Um, it performed so poorly that the DVD was pushed out two months later, in August of two thousand three. It has an eight percent score on the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter or whatever. Yes. Um, Whenever in the single digits, it gets interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean they the the soundtrack, which I like. I actually do like the music from this. Uh, that's one of the things I like. Um, I think the dance numbers are fun, but I'm a sucker for all that stuff. Um, I'm not saying they're good. I'm just saying they're fun. Um, but the the reception to this was so poor that they did not officially release the soundtrack, and in fact, they got in trouble with theaters. Um, for, you know, how quickly it trans it transitioned from the movie theater to DVD and VHS um, because uh, it only took 28 days, and it, which is, I think it's still the record for... It's what they're kind of implying, I think, that there's still the record. Yeah, so I mean, it's a record-holding movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a record's a record. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Bad publicity, still publicity. And I think that it's just a bad decision to try and make a movie based off a reality show show or with the stars, particularly American Idol. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, especially now, you even see the American Idol uh, contestants are of such a higher uh, media literacy. Yes. Like the people who go on there, they already have a brand. They already know what they're doing. Maybe they've even taken acting lessons because they know it's part of the full package. But the first season of American Idol was really, hey, look at these normal people who were plucking out of obscurity. We fell in love with their personalities with them. Mm-hmm. So there was no excitement to see Justin and Kelly play characters on a movie. That's not why we liked them. So I think just it's a flawed idea to try and make a, a movie out of a reality show, period. Because that's not why people liked But the they didn't know people. it yet. You know what I mean? It's, uh, <laughs> I think they apparently have... knew it. <laughs> $4 million <laughs> proves that they knew. Almost five, almost five million dollars. But yeah, they were, you know, they were, they were more innocent. There was no TikTok. There was no Instagram. This was not a Facebook time. So your, you know, the way that you would get on TV and your awareness of yourself on TV, I think was a lot different. I think that reality stars now know what to expect and know about editing and know about all this stuff and can position themselves to come off better. And there's just a higher, you know, like Joe was saying, there's a higher level of media literacy. Um, and I think that this was a blatant cash grab, um, albeit one that I really enjoy um, by, you know, American Idol to try to capitalize on that. And, um, you know, I, I do think that it probably served as a, you know, as an example of what not to do for, for you know, shows that came after it, maybe. <laughs> totally. Uh- what else is there in your notes that we should cover before we go to the ratings where we can express a lot of a lot of oh, okay um yeah. i mean just i picked a couple of critiques that i thought were really fun this is a <laughs> very very widely panned movie um it, unanimous yeah everybody everybody agrees that it's awful uh um, and um, I, I think that for me, it's so bad that it comes around to be good again. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, I really enjoy a very bad movie. I like talking through movies. I like, anyway, I just, the music's good, all that. But um, Entertainment Weekly said, <laughs> how bad is from Justin DeKelly said in Miami during spring break, it's like Greece, the next generation acted out by the food court staff at SeaWorld. Oh. Um, and uh, film it's snobs. Good. It's a good review. Like it's snappy. Yeah. You know, I think it tells you what you need to know. Um, <laughs> uh, film snob said from Justin to Kelly is so bad. Uh, or From Justin to Kelly is bad, but glitter is still worse because glitter thinks it's a great movie. Um, which okay. like, you know, I kind of, from Justin to Kelly, like a compliment. Yeah. And I guess the, the, you know, in researching this movie for this, um, I had never thought about the title, but from Justin to Kelly refers to the, I think the texting, from Justin to Kelly. Oh, the texting. Oh, the, oh, the texting. Yeah, there's a whole texting storyline that's very heavy. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, I think that uh, the texting in this movie is another character. It's very important. 
I don't know if you know, but in 2003, they didn't have vowels for texting. You know, we just had. No, uh, <laughs> you skip those. Like, just killing. Like, it was literally no vowels for some reason. Well, what kind of phones were those? Nokia. I think Nokia, Nokia. 3310s or something. They wow. were the, the. There you go. Um, I could be yeah. wrong, but they were like, they were very, you know, it's, you didn't have a full, like, QWERTY keypad. You just had, you know, the, the dial pad. And so you had to, like, press the button for three times to get to a button. And, to me, like you have to skip vowels to text the way that he did. So I guess that he was like super cool because he went the extra mile to not use vowels. Um, <laughs> it's it's like a telegram, like an actual telegram worked back in a day, right? Like you just skipping words and letters as much as you can to pay less money, I think. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Yeah, and then true. back then there was, remember, like having to... Uh, by minutes and roaming and how uh, maybe oh, there maybe there was a financial component and the producers were like listen we've already sunk 12 million into this so we need to save money somewhere <laughs> we we're cutting it. out the vowels <laughs> it's a bad sign for your film when you're cutting uh, corners there right. <laughs> i would say there's only one vowel that's highly featured the u like there's never like oh yeah that's right. an important you one. know and anytime somebody does too many use to me in this day and age, my question is like, what do you do with all this time? Where are you <laughs> typing? Yeah, what are you what using? <laughs> what are you using this time that you save with this maximum? Probably uh, to rewatch yeah. this movie. I would say that they're saving time to to you know revisit from Justin to Kelly. It's, it's yeah. Let's put it this way: if you like texting, this movie is for you. Yes. Yeah. It's a it's a modern day Romeo and Juliet via texting <laughs> and without Shakespeare and um, Romeo and Juliet kind of love. Can you think like now when you do texting in a movie, you have a lot of options. You could do the whole like bubbles next to the person, the text mm -hmm. bubbles. You could do subtitle. You could show the phone. There's a lot like people have their opinions on how to show it because it's grown to be something that's so ubiquitous to communication but back then not at all so i wonder like what they could have done to add flair to it like would it be a really like ugly yellow nokia screen that pops up <laughs> like a little bubble that pops up with no vowels next to their head or something which they they opted out of it i it's it's almost like honorable that they just went with pure pure representation of that i think they had no idea it's like people who before they built fire man before fire was like couldn't even conceive that he could have fire yeah so it's the same yeah for sure um it's a very it's a very tough movie but i mean there's there's a hovercraft battle oh my um, god that's that's Deadly. bringing something new to the rom-com genre i don't know how many of those there are really strange can you, can i couldn't span believe somebody who hasn't seen it yeah oh um just okay so uh at the at the start of the movie when kelly is warbling in her sad sad waitress job by herself in her in her texas bar or wherever she is um there is one admirer that she has named luke mm -hmm. and luke is luke. is quite smitten with young kelly and um kelly uh is not interested which i didn't understand i thought luke was hot um i thought luke was gonna come back and when like i was like is it from Justin to Kelly though, or are we gonna have Luke like you know take a big poop all over? <laughs> well, he, he tried. Back, he tried. So he tried. Uh, you know, in in uh, when they when the girls are down at spring break as part of her attempt to put a wedge between the undying love, 
that is Justin and Kelly. Alexa, the the supposed friend of Kelly, um, invites Luke down um, and uh, to try to to try to convince Justin that Kelly is secretly dating Luke. So you think she texted him. Just curious. Yeah, I I think I think so because people then still didn't like to talk on the phone, right? It doesn't, nobody likes to talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. I think that extends back mm-hmm. to two thousand three, um, okay. and um, so Luke shows up. And, uh, you know, um, Justin takes the bait and thinks that Kelly and Luke are together. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, the only way to solve that and to make money for the Pennsylvania Posse, the party promoters, Mm -hmm. is to have a spring break style throwdown with hovercrafts and balls on the beach. Um, It was a very, I don't know, it was a very odd scene, but, you know, uh, Luke and Justin battle it out for uh, for Kelly's love. And it ends up with poor Luke, who's like traipsed all the way down to Florida for this girl um, that he likes yeah. um, to only be thrown off of a hovercraft and injured with five <laughs> stitches and, and to then be turned away by Kelly again. Mm-hmm. Where he um, finally gets it. Like, right. Sometimes you need a hit in the head after a, a sad hover hovercraft battle to really get that a girl's not into you. I guess. <laughs> and I th- uh, that's one of the more incredible moments that felt surreal. I'm like, are they really battling on hovercrafts right now? This is <laughs> this is a sequence. Yeah. If if only I could find that kind of love. You know, if only I could find someone to battle for me via hovercraft. I just I love the idea that they procured these hovercrafts yeah. and got the permits to do it on the beach. Um, well, I guess he didn't get the permits, right? Oh, right. right. That one, uh, at least yeah. track of all his infractions, but I'm pretty sure he never once had a permit, so. Right, that is another love story that's not featured prominently in the film is uh, is Brandon, who is Justin's bro and kind of the only one trying to keep this party promotion business together. Uh, never gets the heart a, of it. Yeah, he is the, the heart, heart and soul of the Pennsylvania Posse, as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, yeah. But he uh, is constantly getting in trouble with a very attractive um, police. Uh, or is she... Is she Beach Patrol? Beach I don't know. Police, yeah, I don't, Beach not police. sure. Um, and of course, they spoiler alert they uh, they do end up together at the end of the movie. And she's a beauty, which is what you know when there's a cop who's hot. That's yeah. movie code for okay, she's gonna have sex with the guy, <laughs> or start taking off her clothes or something. Yeah. But he uh, yeah. he didn't have to secure a permit for her love for her heart. Um, he just won it. Yeah, we really never see her in action. She just slides into the frame and starts berating. <laughs> Brandon. So I still actually don't believe that she's a cop to begin with. Like, like prove it. Like, what have you done to make me believe that you're a cop? Nothing. So she's just she's just a person in a cop out. She's impersonating a police officer, maybe to get closer to. Maybe she wants a wristband to get into these parties too. Oh my god! Another erotic thriller. Another erotic thriller that was never made. Can we just Mm -hmm. talk about how I think it's Alexa who just snatches uh, Justin's wristbands from him? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I got the wristbands, then gets wrecked completely. And Stampeded. Just, Justin's not upset at all. He talks to her 10 seconds after that. And it, it's oh, just like, Justin hey. doesn't have a lot of personality. No, he's just grinning and bearing it. He's really trying to white knuckle it through the movie. And um, I do have to mention that after that initial scene where the girls meet the boys, 
Um, you know, Kelly's not a party girl, so she's not into this party scene, of course. Um, but when Justin and Kelly meet in the bathroom, uh, it may be my favorite scene of the movie. Um, the like, there's a legitimate laugh in there when you know Kelly tries to give Justin a way out of the bathroom to get away from the girls that are all trying to get wristbands, and he's like, "I'm from Texas, my hair won't fit through that window." Like, that's a legitimate joke. I was so proud of everyone involved. <laughs> and I'm actually gonna piggyback on that. And then when she helps him to get out of the window, it actually looks really funny. Like, it's very good, like a clown moment of her just pushing him out of the window and him falling on the other side. Like, it's, they, they really, they really, somebody <laughs> committed in that scene. I don't know who. Right. Maybe the gaffer, maybe, <laughs> you know, the sound person. But somebody actually did, uh, did make a good scene out of that. I could yes. smell that scene, though. It being spring break in a bathroom, yes. I'm like, oh, how awful. Yes. Do they drinks in this? Do they do they drink beer in this in this in this movie? There is so the drinking they must all be. Uh, it's it's confusing what age they are. It's part of their you know not really doing a setup, but they are drinking. And um, when uh, at the Pearl, which is the club that Alexa uh, tricks Justin to go to instead of meeting Kelly, um, uh, you know Alexa has given Justin her phone number instead of Kelly's phone number. So Justin thinks the whole movie that he's texting Kelly, but he's really texting Alexa. And so this is the cause of a lot of friction. Um, so anyway, so Alexa, you know, draws Justin to the Pearl and she's drinking a martini. Um, You're right. She's so they're- Somebody's like, drinking. Somebody's drinking. Um, and I mean, everybody watching, you know, if you're into drinking, <laughs> It's it's worth it's worth a cocktail to uh, yes, to, to have to get through it for sure. I was recently in uh, Playa del Carmen at the Hard Rock Hotel and Resort for spring break. Won't shut up. So about it. I <laughs> won't shut up. It uh, felt like from Justin to Kelly for sure, and I wasn't PG? sure. What's that? Very very PG. Was it like? Well, like just with a bunch of people there that I was not sure could be sixteen. <laughs> Could be twenty one, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh-huh. So I definitely feel uh, if it was going on, but uh, maybe less PG than this movie. Yeah, this is very. It's very safe. It's very PG. Like you know, now as an adult watching this film, I was terrified for everyone involved that they were going to get you know raped or yeah. kidnapped or what. I watch far too much true crime. Spring to, Breakers. To watch <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, you know, like this past spring it's break, spring the, the people who got overdosed or who overdosed on fentanyl by doing drugs accidentally. And, or, you know, I'm guessing the drug use was purposeful, but you know, I mean, it's just, it seems like it's a much dangerous world, more dangerous world now <laughs> than it was then. Um, what they're showing at least in this. Well, movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's an alternate universe. That's for sure. Yeah. Where Justin and Kelly, the um, the runner-up and the winner of American Idol, right? Mm-hmm. Fall in love. Kind of humiliating. Right. Especially the title has that double meaning of also from the texting, of course, but also from Justin to Kelly, from second place to our first place. Oh, kind of a, I had not picked that up. Kind of a rude mm-hmm. title. Mm-hmm. I, for Justin. For uh, yeah, Kelly's probably. Kelly's yeah. fine. She's still <laughs> fine. She's white Oprah now, so mm-hmm. we're do- she's doing great. I think if they would have released this movie on TV, on Fox, as like a special event, this, it would have been fine. It would have been received fine. Mm. Families would have loved it. You know, it's it's something that American Idol families watch together. 
you know, mm-hmm. all the cheesiness, the the look of it, which is not filmed particularly well. It's probably mm-hmm. it feels like, oh, is this a two thousand three movie shot on digital? <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Uh it's it's very rough. I think all those edges would have been uh, appropriate for TV. Yeah. So edging would be pro- appropriate. I edged throughout the whole movie. I was like, I'm glad this isn't so long. So 82 <laughs> minutes. Uh, but yeah, I think that was the big mistake is thinking you could, that this was fit for theaters versus being a TV movie. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Yeah, it, it would. I think some things would have been forgiven. And as I was uh, as I was watching it, you know, um, I, my my partner watched it with me, and he was like, "This is probably before drones." So you know, during that date scene where Kelly and Justin go out on a boat bravely both all wearing white which i thought was nice that they coordinated very virginal the boat's white they're white they're wearing white it was very bright um but you know there's there's he's not fully white did you know that no oh mm-hmm. i did not know well he looks very white and this movie is very white so i i assumed which is a, a good lesson to me about assuming um but you know those wide shots of the boat and stuff my, my partner was like this is this is probably someone else on a boat because he kept saying where did the 12 million dollars go <laughs> where did yes. it go and then he also throughout the movie you know with um kelly's best friend being named alexa he kept screaming Alexa, stop this. Alexa, yes. play a different movie. Because it was just, you know. That's so funny. Yeah, no, that you can't name a character Alexa anymore in the movie. No, no, no. This was the last, last shot. <laughs> and they did it. They did it well. Well, they did it, at least. <laughs> <laughs> they did it well. Let's find out. What did they do well as we go into the ratings? How do ratings work, Joe? Okay. We're going to go into the, some ratings. We're going to rate this movie from 0 to 10 or on a scale from 0 to 10, using something else as our basis of comparison. So that other thing could be another movie. Hey, I think uh, Con Air is a 10, and this movie oh, is not Con quite Air Con Air, so it's a 0 saying. out of 10. You could do that, or you could say, hey, I think uh, riding a hovercraft is scary, and it's a 4 <laughs> out of 10, but this movie is not scary, so it's a 10 out of 10. Whatever you want. and You do you. And if that doesn't make sense, me and Sasha will go first. Hmm. Um, I think. Oh, uh, wait, we'll go first. Oh, you oh, don't you get go. to go. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah. we're building you don't up get to you. To. It's a big. You're moment. too important. But I'll go first because Joe made a pause, and that's how it all screwed out. Because he wants me to go first. All right, so I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. He allows what I go first. Okay, so because I never do. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna compare this movie against Spring Breakers. Oh, yeah. Spring Break oh, I movies. I stole it from you. I stole it I from didn't, you. I I actually got another one, but go no, please. Go. Okay, yeah. So Spring Breakers to me uh, is a movie that we've covered and shut up. I love it before. Uh, it's not PG. There's some um, real deal stuff is happening. <laughs> it's I, what kind of, it's what Playa del Carmen <laughs> was like for me. Yeah. Okay, that would make sense. I'll give Spring Breakers a on this scale that I created. It's basically Spring Break movies. <laughs> this is the scale. It's a very small scale because I don't have that many experiences <laughs> of watching Spring Break movies and TV shows. But I'm going to give it an 8 for Spring Breakers. And this movie was a torture. <laughs> <laughs> It was not a lo- like a like a pleasant torture, but I was enjoying it, knowing that I'm gonna see Gabe and talk to him and uh, about it and hear his jokes about this movie. But the actual experience was uh, relatively painful, so I give it a two. Okay. A two. <laughs> Can I ask a question? 
Yes, of course. Follow-up questions are welcome. How how far into the movie did you get before you realized what you were in for? If you didn't know about this movie, like where did you get to when you're like, oh, I see what I'm in for? How far did you get? Well, whenever they just start dancing on the sand. Yeah, like, like I mean, like, you're like, oh, okay. So, oh, 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 it keeps on going. Yeah. And supposedly one of the worst choreographies also. Like, I guess it was, like, razzied in some way for mm-hmm. the worst chore- choreography. I don't know. To me, the dancing was just fine. Anyway, what do I know? Dancing, I like in any shape or form. Joe, you're up next. What's your deal here with the scale? Okay, I will... Uh rate this against the aforementioned West Side Story. Because I'll tell you what, Mm. I uh, never really liked West Side Story at all. I don't like the story. I don't like the songs. Oh, West Side. You don't like West Side Yeah, East Side is East Side or Die. So when Mm. uh, Spielberg was coming out with this movie, I was like, why? I want a Spielberg movie that's something I like. And I was really down on it. Uh, and I didn't particularly like any of the actors in the movie, but I was like, okay, I got to watch this. And I watched the movie and it's true that I hate West Side Story. I don't like the music. I don't like any of those actors, but the movie is phenomenal. So the movie is so good that despite me hating the core of what it is, I still really liked it. Mm. So I'm going to give West Side Story an eight out of 10. Okay. From Justin to Kelly, I think um, it's not nearly as bad as anything I've heard about it. It's actually, like, perfectly fine, and especially, like, just taking in the context of who these people were who were in the movie. Like, just people who were on a reality show and were singers now having to carry a film that is full of choreography and dancing. It's like, you have to (laughs) put in consideration what they did. So I did not necessarily enjoy watching this movie, but I don't think it's nearly as bad as anybody says. I will give it a but you were high a three you out of high. ten. <laughs> I was three out of ten. I'll give it a three out of ten. Okay, that's not much more generous than what I gave. Like you, you played it as if like you were just gonna be the most generous guy. Here. I didn't okay. play anything. I'm just stating right. facts. So all right, all West right. Side three Story. Out of, three out of ten. Most importantly, Gabe, what about you? What do we care what I and Joe think? I care, I care deeply. Um, so, uh, you know, with the, with the context of me loving a bad movie, um, my friends and I get together and have god-awful movie night, and we watch some old PSAs from the 50s to warm us up, and then we dive into some really terrible movies <laughs> and chat about it and laugh about it. Um, uh, so I'm going to say with 10 being the crushing pain, I'm going to admit something here, 10 is the crushing pain of a $2,000 cell phone bill that comes from roaming for an entire month oh. in in 2003, which is what happened to me. Um, oh, with $2,003, so that's probably, to that's two well, or three grand. Right. I had, I had, uh, or two, sorry, it happened to 2004. I had looked in advance at the cell phone coverage map. And I was like, nope, I'm going to be totally covered. It's going to be fine. There was a U shape in the map, and I was just outside of the U. Speaking of U's Mm. from texting, it was the most painful U for me. Um, So anyway, 10 being that crushing, horrible 
uh, pain. I don't know what it's tan. It should be one. It should be but, one. But it like... should be one. Okay, fine. So <laughs> one being the crushing pain of a two thousand yeah. dollars cell phone bill from two thousand four, um, and ten being the opposite, no cell phone bill. Um, I'm going to say that this was a hmm, a uh, seven for me. I enjoyed this, okay. and I enjoyed this because I do like a dance number. I do like some cheesy music. I thought the music was actually fun and good. Um, I, I agree with Joe. I think that, you know, looking at the at the time, reality TV, what these people were asked to do and stuff, I, I um, you know, I think that, that that bumps it up in my estimation a little bit. And I just think that it's, I just think that it's a silly, fun movie. Um, and uh, I really, innocent. I really enjoy it. Innocent, and uh, I like the music. I like the cheesy dancing. I loved screaming at it. Um, it's just something fun that I can that I can watch. Maybe not on repeat, but you know, occasionally. Not in the constant repeat, right? 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 No, no. Oh well, thank you so much for this. I I feel blessed. There's no other way to put it. Um, what are the TV projects slash socials that? people can check out to find you if they want to find you gabe um i um and so i did i just did season 19 of project runway which yes is still on the air um and it's <laughs> triumphant return to bravo um and it's a really good season that i would advise people to check out not because i did it just because i like it and it's good um and i'm currently working on uh hbo max's the sweet life los angeles uh, which is a lovely, good, entertaining show, um, as well, a docu-series. And um, my Instagram handle is at bootsfromdarfur. Um, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And um, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you for having me and for letting me talk about this, this wondrous uh, moment in time, <laughs> this great movie. Well, I'm, so really glad, I'm so glad to have finally seen it and to have seen it with purpose. So. <laughs> Joe, what's going on with you lately? Oh, go to joecabeo.com. Maybe you'll see some other podcasts I do or go check out some episodes of this podcast. Go check out the uh, A Field in England episode of Shut Up, I Love It. Oh, yeah. And go check out also Gabe's uh, old uh, episode from like very early days of Shut Up, I Love It, like number two or three episode or something. Yeah, it was uh, Days of Thunder. Oh, Days of Thunder. Classic. Mm -hmm. Classic film, Tom Cruise. Uh, well, thank you both, and thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing track, and thank you for listening.